Hey, everyone. If you are joining us from part one of my interview with Melissa Street, welcome back. We're going to dig deep into the steps that she has taken in her career, why she thinks it's so important not to skip steps along the way. We're also going to be talking about the technology of makeup and film and how that's changed and how she has continued to grow and learn and hone her skills as an artist in 8K television. It's crazy. And of course, I always like to end with a bonus question that is just for fun. And I ask Melissa to share one of her favorite makeup kit hacks. I love it. Her kit is just beautiful. It's very envy worthy. And she also shares a few people that she follows and gets inspiration from. So you definitely want to stick around till the very end. And I hope you enjoy this show. Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. It really, really does mean a lot. (laughs) Okay, enjoy the show. You are listening to the Be Your Own Makeup Artist podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Satare, former military officer turned professional and award-winning makeup artist and educator and author of the book, Be Your Own Makeup Artist. This podcast is for makeup enthusiasts, makeup artists, and everyone in between. I share insights about the beauty industry, invite industry experts, and try to keep the content more about makeup education and less about buying this or that. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. This is a quote that you said, the best advice I can give to artists who are just entering the industry is to not skip steps along your career path. It's important to experience and become good at every level of makeup artistry. Can you kind of elaborate on some of those critical steps that you took in your business and maybe identify some steps that you see younger or newer artists skipping? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, there is like a hierarchy with inside the television and film world of makeup artistry. You do have you know, people that they call journeymen and to become a veteran or a journeyman is years and years of experience. Plus it's also years and years of skill development. I mean, I'm still not a journeyman. There's so many things that I do not know how to do still mostly within the special effects industry. But the thing about it is technology changes constantly too for us now. And you cannot skip steps because you are going to constantly be re-educating yourself over and over and over again. And it's another step on the ladder. You have to take it. You have to learn it. You have to master it and then move on to the next step. You know, I've always said that this is a career and not a job. Jobs are the things that you take, right? Jobs are the things that you get paid as, you know, a worker. A career is something that you build, literally. And it takes a long time. You can't fast track through the career process. It's just not possible. Anybody who's building a career, even if it's outside of makeup artistry or production or whatever it is, it's again, it's not a fast track. You spend hours, days, weeks, months, years building your career. Sometimes you go from, you know, uh, company to company in makeup artistry, you might, you know, start out as a makeup artist and then realize you love hair more and you want to be a hairstylist instead. Maybe, you know, during your journey through your career, you want to become an esthetician, licensed esthetician. Maybe you want to become a licensed barber. Maybe you want to, you know, explore special effects. And maybe that's where, you know, you find your love. 
you won't know that if you fast track everything. You literally, when an experience or an opportunity presents itself, take the time to really look at it, read every chapter, you know, do everything you can, research it, you know, immerse yourself in it, and then decide whether it's something you want to do, whether it's something you want to add to your arsenal, or whether it's something you want to pass on. You know, I feel like when you fast track, you miss all types of opportunity. For me, the things that I was smart in my journey was things did come to me. Why don't you try, you know, working in a lab and figuring out what it's like to make prosthetic pieces constantly? Oof, not my scene. I tried doing things like bridal, didn't work out for me either. Instead, corporate video worked out for me, like that filling in process of the downtime, you know, between television and film work, union television and film work. How could I fill my calendar? to continue working more consistently. And bridal is natural, right? We're makeup artists, we're gonna go into bridal work. But bridal is an entirely another type of career. You know, if you can get to high level bridal work or luxury bridal work, you're booked all the time. There isn't really time for anything else, right? Then you add family on top of all that, right? It's just crazy. So for me, bridal didn't work. Bridal was also a whole nother contract type thing. You know, how do you get your photos? How do you, you know, I was like, Oh God, I just, you know, it was just, it was intense. It's another intense industry or genre with inside of our industry. So corporate video work was the natural segue for me. What ended up happening from that, which was a pinnacle part was an opportunity came up for me to work for our government and they needed to hire a makeup artist to simulate uh, war type situations. I can't totally elaborate on that, but to train military police, there's a part of our government in California called POST, P-O-S-T. It's Police Officer Standardized Training. And a production company who does mostly corporate video work won the bid to have POST make a ton of videos on training police officers. They would take real cases that turned out not so great. We'd film them in the not so great situation. And then we'd film them in the correct way that they should have turned out. And they used that. California used it a ton, especially when Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor. And then the military started getting involved in that stuff too. And the military stuff went nationwide. I had no idea. So when you fast track, you eventually skip opportunity. When you slow down and you really take your career more seriously and more to heart, you're going to find other relationships that lead to other beautiful doors opening and more experience. I look back on my resume and I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) what was I, what the heck? I mean, some of the stuff that I've done, I can't post even you know, 90% of the stuff I've worked on, but it's truly just like, my God, I mean, I'm just so blown away and so grateful for all the experiences that I've had. I mean, there's pictures of Kathy and I wish I could share them too. Kathy's been with me a long time through this stuff. Kathy and I sitting in 29 Palms on the Marine base with, you know, 
50,000 Marines and we're going to film this thing about IED. <laughs> you should see us. I mean, we're decked out in this military garb. We have no business being here. <laughs> I mean, the whole production was there. There's tons of production people there, but we are literally like, what are we doing? This is nuts. And we're taking all these safety classes on like the crazy big tarantulas that are like out in this desert thing, you know, and we're just there to like do some special effects. And, you know, it's an education too. It's really like you're learning inside information, you know, like, wow, this is how our military works and is trained. This is crazy. It's amazing. It's really 100% amazing. One of the things that I think is important is that you have some morals in your business practice. What I mean by that is this, as you climb the ladder, you're going to get opportunities to do things and work in situations that may not be, or for people that you don't want to work on. And you will do it because you feel like it's a paycheck and you need the money. If you're feeling like it's not something that integrity wise you want to do, then you need to be the bigger artist and pass that along. Or if you say, yes, I'm going to take that job. It's a money job for you. You're going to do it. You're still going to bring your A game to it, but the judgment ceases. You've said, yes, you have no judgment anymore. You have to go in, you have to do your work. You have to be incredibly professional and then you're going to go right? And you decide later on if that's going to be on your resume or not. Okay. But those types of things, those are pinnacle things that happen along the career path. You don't have to talk about them. Like I said, you don't have to make them part of your profile or your public profile. But if you take jobs like that, you're going to get a lot of incredible experience that you're going to go, wow, you know, you're going to meet somebody where it'll be more of a positive situation or that work is going to breed more work for you, maybe more in a positive way. Work breeds work, work breeds work. Trisha Soya always told me that work breeds work. So make sure that you remember that really, honestly, if you don't slow down and enjoy the journey of your career, you're going to miss some really great opportunities. I don't know if you did training videos for the Air Force, but I don't know if you know, I was in the Air Force. That was my career before. Did you do all the makeup and the videos that we have to watch? I bet you did. If there were any special effects work where something not right, not always, but sometimes yes. Most of my Air Force work would be because I live down here in San Diego too, in California, which is a huge military hub. Most of it would have been through NBC, but with those military correspondents. So I can't say that I remember doing an actual training video. Mostly it was Marine. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that you're always talking about is like HD, 6K, 8K. I can't keep up with all the Ks. Our TV, I think, is still in HD. We need to be thankful that we're not able to watch in 8K, okay? We need to be thankful about that, just so you know. I can only imagine how difficult that must be when they're like, hey, Melissa, we're filming an 8K today. So with all of these technological advancements, it's probably obviously been really exciting, but there's also been lots of challenges. I would be curious to know like, how the cosmetic and makeup industry has changed as a result of this, I mean, advancement in the technology. We went from filming on film to filming on digital, right? And that's where HD came from and high definition. And we were freaked out 
high definition, right? As much as we were freaked out about the millennium, HD was like right there. And through HD came a whole bunch of new cameras, like the RED camera and things like that. And the RED camera was funky when it first came out. You know, it pulled RED out of the skin like super easy. And that's not why it's called the RED camera, but it pulled weird color tones out of the skin. It was so bizarre. The crew needed to relearn how to light right on set using certain camera technology. Over time, camera technology is going to just keep growing. So here's what I feel happened. Over time, companies like Netflix were born. Netflix loved the RED camera and they wanted to shoot in 8K. RED was building new cameras all the time and they built a whole bunch of different ones. The Dragon, per se, is one that they did and Netflix loved it. They loved filming in that. The reason they loved filming in that is because they saw in the future technology for in-home for consumer is only going to keep getting better and better and better. They didn't want to have to refilm or re-edit something. So they filmed it immediately in an 8K situation, but they would stream it or broadcast it in more, you know, high definition or in, you know, a lower form of uh, viewership, right? Where we're able to view it. That's why sometimes lighting's funky. Sometimes, you know, you see just weird things. And then the editing process also is rough on an 8K situation. So now what we see happening, the makeup industry, nothing's changed. Okay. The products, you know, they slap the term high definition on things. It's what it is. It's the same. It's just high definition. It might be easier to blend or maybe it's not as heavy, you know, or whatever, but it really isn't. The makeup industry hasn't evolved as the technology industry has. So what does that mean? It means you have to delve into your makeup kit, figure out what you have, try to, as you're working, ask about the camera, ask about what they're filming in, ask if you can see it on the camera because monitors are never calibrated correctly. You're never going to see the finished work that you've done with your own eyes on a monitor. You're not. And you just have to polish your technique. You're going to see your makeup. Oh, you're going to see your makeup. You're going to see every unblended everything on an 8K. Oh my God. And if you have a more mature actor, actress talent, God help us. Okay. Every single little trick of the trade is showing all of those highlights, all of that unblended contouring, everything is showing on 8K to the point where it's better not to do it. However, your talent, when they see themselves, they're not seeing themselves in the finished situation, right? They're seeing themselves, you know, on this monitor and they're like, I don't like what I see. I want more of this. I want more of that. I want you to like, oh God, but you know, let me just tell you, yikes, you know, you have to treat the skin a certain way. You have to use product that has more pigmentation, better payoff, and that you can blend really nicely. I switched from doing contouring with actual contouring product to contouring more naturally with skin tone products. So contouring with foundations instead of contouring with 
heavy contour product um, that's more gray in tone, right? So that I was actually creating that soft contour and changing the face shape or giving more, you know, a planes back to the face so it wasn't so flat, but not relying on your typical product. So you're going to see it. So just be aware of it. And I think there's a lot of different styles. People have different types of artistry style. My style isn't heavy duty contour, heavy duty highlight. It's just not. I'm a more natural, pretty, you know, make them glamorous, but in a more natural way. I love a lash, just like the next person. Love a red lip, just like the next person. But how do we make that into that very classy looking, not harsh looking, right? Yeah. Effortless. Effortless. Right. I'm trying to think of somebody who I just admire their makeup style all the time. Kate Blanchett. Morag Ross's makeup on Kate Blanchett is amazing. Eugenia's makeup on Bet, amazing. Something like that, right? I mean, just something that's very classic, very beautiful, glamorous, but not in an over glamorous type of way. Like best version of yourself. Yeah. And there's other, you know, actors and talent that want a different style. I'm not everybody's makeup artist and that's okay. You know, I'm okay with that. I like to continue my style and the people who need my work will find me, you know, and vice versa. And it'll be beautiful. If you are listening to this podcast and you really want to learn how to wear makeup, I mean, really learn how to wear makeup for every day and you want inclusive, accessible, unsponsored, real life and practical makeup, then look no further. I have taken the book that I've written, Be Your Own Makeup Artist, and turned it into an online course that is gonna actually hold your hand and teach you and show you visually what I mean when I'm talking about a liquid foundation versus a facial oil versus a cream concealer versus a metallic eyeshadow or a matte eyeshadow. I'm taking you through all of makeup so that you can actually confidently know what to use, when to use it, and why you might want to use certain makeup products so that you can feel empowered and confident with makeup whenever you want. Doesn't mean you have to wear makeup every day. If you want to sign up for the Be Your Own Makeup Artist Academy, head over to nataliesaturay.com slash academy. Sign up for the wait list. You'll get notified when it launches, all the goodies. You'll get first dibs to any early bird discounts and all of that good stuff. I can't wait to see you on the inside. This is going to be a life-changing class and you'll actually walk away knowing how to wear makeup. How awesome is that? You do need to do a lot. You need to try out, you know, what you are good at, what you aren't. But I think so much, especially in the industry, especially new artists, they want to be the makeup artist. Oh, yes, I can do that. And I can do that. And I can do that. And like, they can't or they don't like it. Exactly. What if you can't master it? I'm not the master of the cut crease. I can tell you right now, I admire makeup artists who can effortlessly create that cut crease. It's just so gorgeous. I'm not that. I'm just not that. The brow queens. I mean, Eugenia. I'm not a brow queen. I could do your brows. I can make your brows look good. If you want fierce brows, I'm not your artist. You know, that's okay too. If you want a natural looking brow, fantastic. Come sit in my chair. 
but I understand it's just different styles. People have different styles. They're good at different things. And uh, hence why I tried to bring my team on, you know, and have a team that keeps up with all of that. And they have all of their different styles. Some of them love color. Some of them love the nude look, whatever, and they can just do it. It's just beautiful. So I like that. I like to be able to send, if I have a client or if I have a potential client who says, we want this type of look, I can say, Hey, I have an artist on my team that will just knock that out. And I can manage that set, but send an artist who will do that look and has everything in their arsenal as far as technique and product is concerned and send them out and give that client exactly what they want. Knowing I wasn't the best artist for that job. I have somebody else available for that. And if I don't, I pass it on to another, you know, artist who doesn't work for me. It's important to do that. I mean, I struggle with these artists who are so afraid that you know, someone's going to take their job. And yes, while this industry is not super loyal, you know, you know, artists or uh, talent enjoy having different artists. Sometimes a lot of times there are two actors and models that enjoy working with the same makeup artist because there's a trust there. And I want to say this, going back to mentorship a little bit, I do have someone who is a client and then turned into my business mentor. And he is a brilliant man. His name is Brian Buffini. And he taught me so much. I've worked with him now for 12 years. He's been my client for 12 years. He goes in front of the camera all the time. And the things that I have learned from him they changed my entire career. The three questions, which I don't know if you ever saw me talk about the three questions, but I'll just tell you this. Brian taught me that every talent who sits in my chair has three questions. Can I trust you? Are you good at what you do? And do you care about me? Those three questions. It's just in their head. They're looking at your product. They're looking at who you are. They're feeling your character, your spirit, and they're sizing you up like the second they walk into the makeup room right? And then sit down in your chair. And as you start working, you start answering those questions, the words that come out of your mouth, your style, your technique, the way you keep your kit, how you take care of them on set, the experience you're giving them in the chair, you're answering those three questions. And when he told me that, I literally, like a light bulb went off inside of my head From that point forward, I worked that way. Every single person who sat in my chair, I thought about those three questions. It made me do things differently. It made me see things differently. Would I be someone who sits in my own chair? Would I, you know, or do I need to change some things here? You know, it made me look at those people, not as dollar signs anymore, but actually as people, people I want to have a relationship with people. I want them to rehire me, you know, or refer me out. And he's taught me a lot of other things, but that one metaphor, I think it's gotten me more work so much more long-term that's for sure in this career. But I literally had to hear those words and then think about it, you know, really think about it and then really reconstruct myself. You know, I had to kind of demolish who I was as an artist, who I was when I walked on set and then reconstruct, rebuild myself. 
And like you said earlier, if you have a foundation that's built on sand, right, that structure of your business is not going to be stable. So I literally did that. I turned a lot of things around. And while I had a very successful business, I turned things around and even became more successful in business that way as well. But very humbling. It was a struggle. But Brian talks to me a lot about business and he is a genius at it. And I respect him very much for what he does and what he's built. Again, a corporate client that turned into a mentor. So yeah, it's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And my wish for so many artists is that you find these people in your life and in your career that will unofficially help guide you. Then if you can thank them and tell them why you're thinking them. They don't hear it enough, you know, and it's literally something that will help in the future for you, you know, because you said this to me while you were in the makeup chair, I was thinking about it and here's how I implemented it. And here's how it changed my career and my life. Tell them, share with them. You know, I know that when people contact me on DM and they say, hey, you know, it's something you said and I did this and, you know, I was able to make extra money. Thank you so much. I mean, just those simple words is a gift in how I helped change the way you thought about running your business or about how, you know, you thought about building a relationship or you saw things differently. That's enough for me. Thank you so much for that. You know, that's what I want to know. Cause I'm not doing this for the money. <laughs> if I was out on social media, you know, for the money, God, I'd be broke. You know, I'm one of those influencers on social media that, you know, I have less than 15,000 followers, but I'm that macro, you know, kind of influencer. It means more to me to know the people who are actually following me than having the followers, just the numbers. I don't care anything about that. I'd rather be able to communicate with that community of Epic Makeup people because I feel like we can learn from everybody. So that's super important too. That's a whole nother relationship that was built, you know, from another mentor. It's amazing. If you already know how our image goes hand in hand with our confidence and you know that you want to put your best face forward, and you want to put your best style forward for the moments that matter on your terms, then listen up. I have partnered with Amsterdam-based Tammy Parrish, The Clothing Compass, to put together a comprehensive 12-week white glove program that is going to create your signature look. This is a very limited program that we are opening up in the spring of 2021. You can go to createyoursignaturelook.com to learn more, to get on the wait list, to get more information. But if you know that you want to really take your image to the next level, create your own brand identity with yourself and really make sure that you can confidently put your best face forward, no matter what, you really want to go check out createyoursignaturelook.com. It is a life-changing experience. We've had clients for years that have told us individually that our Create Your Signature Look programs have been life-changing. Now we have combined forces to make this as comprehensive as possible. This is an inclusive program. This is an accessible program. It is open to anyone who wants to put their best face forward, put the best image forward confidently. Go check it out, createyoursignaturelook.com. I've been following you for years at this point, 
I think you were still under 10,000 followers. I think you maybe had four or five, but you've been steadfast, like the same. So everybody needs to follow you for so many reasons, not just for makeup. One of my favorite quotes is, talent may get you in the door, but consistency keeps you in the room. And that is something I think about all the time, all the time, especially with new clients. Talent's getting me in the door, but how do I stay in the room? How do I not make this the one time, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, that's it. How do I stay here? I just think about things deeper and maybe that's from the 30 years of experience. I don't know, but I think about things a little deeper. Maybe it's from the people who have sat in my chair you know, in the 30 years and what I've learned and what I've experienced, both good and bad. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know, but I'm grateful for it. Well, whatever it is, it's real, it's authentic, it's within you, whether it's been in you or it's come out through your experience, you really want people to succeed and you really want people to do their best. And you're not coy about the fact that it's going to be hard and it's going to take a lot of work and, you know, it's grit but there's rewards. Yeah. Nothing worth having is easy. Nothing. And the fact about it is if you're as passionate as I am about artistry, then I'm here for you. That's what I feel is in all aspects of artistry. I feel like this career is very beautiful. It is competitive. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It is competitive and it's competitive globally. It never used to be, you know, but it is now. And if you're there for it, if you're really in it, I'm there for you. I'm there to help you not make the same mistakes I did. Yeah. So I always like to ask any guest what one of their favorite makeup hacks is, but because you are the makeup kit organization queen, (laughs) is there any makeup kit hacks that either you discovered or you want to share with us that you just love? Yes, there's several. And I'm going to actually thank you for calling me the makeup queen, but I am now passing that crown onto another makeup artist. Her name is Grishan Roof, G-R-I-S-H-A-N-R-O-O-F. She, my friends, is the queen now. Just follow her on Instagram. You'll see why. As far as hacks are concerned, I steal almost all of my hacks from Kathy. So Kathy sings and Kathy hacks. The hack, which is this really a hack? I'm not sure if it is. It's more environmentally conscious. Maybe it is a hack. I don't know. I feel like when we are using disposables, we're constantly thinking, oh my God, I'm using this one time, right? No double dipping, none of that stuff. But the environment is just going to get all of this in its landfill. So I started a long time ago snipping the tips off of a disposable and putting those tips only, whatever touched the actor, actress into the landfill, into the garbage. But the actual handle, the actual plastic or bamboo or whatever it is, that went into the recycle bin. It takes a lot of time. So what ends up happening is I put a plastic baggie that seals on my station. And that's where I end up putting a lot of my disposables when I'm working. You can put a little, like a little container and put the plastic bag in there and just throw them in there. And then later on, you know, maybe wash them and then clip them or whatever. 
We all have downtime. So use your downtime wisely. I love it. The other hack that I guess I've been doing this for a long time and I had never posted it until recently. I had actually filmed it by accident and put it on a story and some makeup artists caught it and were like, oh my God, is that a shower cap? Okay. So I have these plastic shower caps that are inexpensive. You can buy them in bulk. They're mostly like if you were going to a salon or a spa, like what, you know, they used to put over like hair treatment, like coloring. And I use them on top of my brushes. So when I open up my brush container, I like to see what brushes are there, especially when I'm prepping. I don't like to leave my brushes totally uncovered. So I put those clear plastic shower things over and they have the elastic right around adhere to your actual container and the air doesn't get through them. So I did that. I do that. And that's been a long time. That's been, I've been doing that for a while. Yeah, that's genius. I clean those out. So I spray those with 70% alcohol or wash them with soap and water, even though they're a plastic, I pretty much try to clean them. And then I turn them inside out every other time, you know, so that's maybe a little bit of a hack, but I encourage everybody to look at Kathy Sings or Kathy hacks on Instagram. Her hacks are absolutely phenomenal. That girl figures out how to use things from school supplies, (laughs) you know, to travel accessories, you know, how they can work in your kit. When she came out with that hack that was take the toothbrush holder, you know, those plastic toothbrush holders and put in your lip products, your brush that isn't a retractable brush, you know, and I was like, oh my God, and put the lid on it. You can take it to set. It's not messy. I mean, I was like, you know what? That's kind of genius, Kat. So Kathy's more the hack person. And I will admit, I didn't steal the shower cap idea from her, but almost every other hack and not the disposable one either, but almost every other hack that you see me do has something to do. It's a hybrid of a Kathy hack. It's funny that you mentioned Kathy. I invited her on the show. So I'll be interviewing her next month. So yes. Kathy's so genius. I'm so proud of her. And I know she knows this, but I don't think I tell her enough to watch an artist. I feel this way about everybody who's on my team, but Kathy, especially because I've just had the longest relationship with her and she feels like a little sister to me. She feels like family to me. Watching her grow and progress as an artist all the way into a full-fledged business woman. Oh man, the pride. And I know she talks about, oh, it's Melissa and the mentorship. And I'm like, nah, you know, that was that in the beginning. I'll take the first five years, but the rest of your relationship, I mean, the rest of your journey as a makeup artist, that's you. That's a hundred percent, Kathy. I may have laid down some pavement, you know, for you to kind of step on. You may have stood on my shoulders a couple of times, happy to do so. But then she created her own business. She has a way of creating her own relationships with her clients. And that's beautiful. It's really seriously beautiful to watch another artist come into their own this way. She still works with me, but now I work for her a lot. She has so many great clients that she needs help. And so she'll call me and it's like amazing. And at first it was super weird. Now it's just so natural. Now it's a gift because we know that we will take care of each other's clients. 
it's a, such a major trusting relationship. It's so beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Melissa, for what has just been mind blowing and so filling. It filled my tank and sharing all of your experience. I know it's going to fill others. And where can everybody find you? It's all in the show notes, but just say it one more time so everybody knows where to find you. On social media, you can find me at Epic Makeup on most social media platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Clubhouse. On Facebook, however, it's at Epic Makeup Official. And then on my website, epicmakeup.com. Everybody needs to go read more about you, learn about you, follow you, all of those good things. Thank you again so much for being on the show and we'll have to get you back on. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. And there you have it. That is the full interview with Melissa Street. I am honored that I was her very first podcast interview. I hope that she loved it as much as I loved having her on. Make sure to go follow her, like her page and Instagram, and she's on Clubhouse. And I mean, really, she is just an incredible person and mentor to so many. So you're not going to regret having her pop up in any of your social media feeds she is a gem of a person. And make sure to like, subscribe, tell your friends about this show. That is the way that I can keep bringing really dynamic and amazing guests like Melissa on. Next episode is going to be with Rachel Lusk, makeup artist. She is a luxury bridal artist. Her work has been published in Vogue Japan, and she is just really blossoming. She is going to be a big name in the bridal space, I know for sure. So if you are interested at all in the world of bridal makeup, namely luxury bridal makeup and also agency work and what agency work means and how it actually works, you're definitely going to want to tune into that episode. I hope to see you next month. The first Monday of the month is when new episodes drop. We have bonus episodes sometimes that are sprinkled in in between only if you're subscribed. So I hope to see you then. Have a wonderful and beautiful day. Stay healthy and stay beautiful.